This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of THN Cover to Cover. My name is Matt Bomb. I'm one of your hosts. The other one, his name's Joe Patrick. He's sitting over there somewhere. I can't really see him. Whatever. No, we're not in the same room, so it's hard to know. Yeah. Uh, this is how we do it. We do it every Saturday. We're back from vacation. You can call us at 402-819-4894, and you can play along live. We uh, host all kinds of comic and nerd discussion here right now we were just staring over uh, except for the discussions that i want to have looking apparently that's not true yeah we were looking at the x of swords crossover and trying to figure out (laughs) what these uh mythical swords are in the marvel universe and who's going to have some importance thrust upon them real Uh, quick here i don't know but before we get into that we'd like to give you guys a little something maybe you can't think of anything calling about and you just need a little conversation starter. So we have our question of the week. Joe Patrick, mm-hmm. please reset said question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This week's question was submitted by C Monkey. That's our boy Frank from New York via the THN forums. Here, yeah, I already did the play acting thing on the main show. You can listen to that if you're if you're interested. I did a whole like radio radio play. A radio play. I don't remember that part, but all right. Yeah, when I did the voices and everything, you know. What comic did you buy? Well, shit. Just answer the phone. Answer the phone and then I'll read it. Do it. What comic did you buy that you thought was going to be worth a lot of money one day but wasn't? And of course, did you have any that actually turned out to be a good investment? Comic speculation. Speculation. So everyone's going to be like, yeah, I bought the Death Superman. Yeah, I bought X-Men 1. Oh, yeah. My uncle fell hard for that. (laughs) And he bought me and my cousin multiple copies of all like the multiple printings. Everybody fell hard for that. Yeah. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? It's Brian Domingos. Good morning, Brian. How are we today? Right out of the gate. I'm gonna turn, on, guys. I'm gonna turn you up just a little bit. Let me give you some beef here. Now you're gonna sound girthy. All right. Gross. What do you want to rap about, Brian? Does that Get sound us. better? Oh yeah. Damn, Does dude. That better? Whoa. Yeah. Hey. All right. Good. You're gonna scare uh, kids. Come on. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um. Yeah. I um. I I had some interesting uh, comments about the um, question of the week. Okay, Excellent. let's get into it, please. Okay, so the I had I remember distinctly um, for the you know the bad investment. Um, I bought far too many Jim Lee Uncanny X Men's off the wall. Sure, um, not only really for the investment, but because I was like you know looking at the cover from you know twelve feet down at uh, Uncanny two seventy five, being yeah. like that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah, and I need to see more of it. And then I opened it, and it was. You know, three panel, three page fold out, which was even cooler. Um, that was pretty great. Oh yeah, man! I had I we all had to have them. We had to have them, mm-hmm. all of them. You, the covers and then the fold out. You know, like that's how bad it was. I don't even think I knew that there were multiple covers when I bought my copy. I was at a big party. Oh, I did meet at a comic I definitely shop. Didn't. And uh, there was like a massive party with like about out doors like they shut down part of the parking lot yeah. for this crap yeah and there was a line all the way around the building we waited to get in they unlocked the door we all came in and it was like limit 20 per customer or something was stupid smokes. like that <laughs> yeah it was so uh, dumb 
It was. Oh wait, Zodo. we're talking about no, 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 no. He's talking about Uncanny X Men two seventy five, <coughs> right? Oh, two seventy five. That's the one where they're in the uh, uh, they're in their yellow and blue outfits, right? And the cover folds out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that one. You're talking about X Men one, Matt. Yeah, I was talking about X Men one. Uh, yeah, Uncanny. Yeah, and like the Shiara there. Yeah, it's a glorious cover. Um, oh, it's awesome. It's it's got uh, it's got Xavier and that like helmet thing, and you didn't know it was Xavier yet, and. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was just like I, I was reading the you know the X Men book, um, so I just but I knew Jim Lee and I knew he was great. And oh I yeah, just, I'd go in every week and I'd look at it and look. At, I think it was like, I think it was like twelve bucks or something. But I was like, I yeah. gotta have. I mean, I was fourteen. It was a lot of money for a twelve year old, but I was like, I gotta have it. I need it. And he's like, these only go up in they only go up in value. And I was like, yeah, they do. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> especially the way I'm gonna take oh, yeah. care of it. Yeah, that was like Xavier in the no, fuchsia I, cape I, and everything. It was super I read, weird. I, I read it. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but that same guy, he he had a really he had a uh, a great store. Um, it's the one I talked about before, the one that smelled like drugs. Um, <laughs> and uh, he told me the day uh, Turok, the like the uh, Bart Sears Valiant Turok book came out. He was like, "Man, I I don't know if I should tell you this, but like this is the book to get. You know how much all these Valiant books have gone up in value." Like this is so great. It was it was three fifty and night like what ninety three, which is a lot of money for a comic then. Because it was like chromium, um, right? It had and, like a, it had those crazy chromium. Yeah, and covers. it also had. Uh, <laughs> did it also have? No, I'm thinking of something else. But yeah, it had that border, that kind of metallic border. It had the yeah the red chromium yeah, yeah. The metallic yes uh, border, and it was it was an okay comic, but it did not have any value. Um, no. Even as a, I couldn't. I know Bart Sears did it, but I don't know who wrote it. I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I, because I had some minor. I had some. I was just going to say, uh, by the time ahead, Turok yeah. number one came out, uh, Valiant had been blowing up. Uh, Huge. There yeah. was like, there were like these gold cover versions oh, of yeah. like Eternal Warrior. You have to mail in a coupon to get certain ones. Like they. They lit the market on fire for about five minutes, and then they were like, Turok! With every trick they could come and up with, And the too. market was flooded with them. <laughs> yeah. Quarter boxes full of Turok number ones. Uh, yeah, right around that That's what right a, around that it, same time that Deathmate was <laughs> about to come out. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I remember all that. That was huge. I did not buy uh, those. But I had two, I had two successful uh, turnarounds, which was um, pretty good. I, I had some long boxes that I kind of tucked away and um, in like the mid two thousands. And when I had moved from one place into the house I'm in now, I had just left them at my mom's house, like giant long boxes full of unbagged and bored single issues. And I'm there going through it, seeing if there's anything. And I find saga number one. Uh. Um, so I, I quickly threw it in a bag and board, like it'd been in like that the whole time and piled a couple <laughs> heavy books on it and let it sit there for like a month. And um, I sold it for over a hundred bucks on eBay and hoped I didn't get some negative feedback that it was not the quality they wanted. Yeah. Um, and then I did that about a year later, I went through another long box and I found a chew number one, which I don't even remember reading or buying, but I had it and I immediately did the same thing. And that was like maybe 130 bucks. Yeah. Um, which I thought was insane because, but the book hadn't ended yet. So it was like still a, yeah. In, in demand thing. And, and a lot of new, so a lot of new, six dollars uh, on those things. A lot of new image books around that time were still riding that Walking Dead wave. Where totally Walking Dead was like still even a few years in, like the most popular thing in comics. And everybody, there was news that every one of them was getting a TV show. 
So you bought every number one because it's going to get a TV treatment. It's going to be just as big as Walking Dead. It's going to be just as big. And then uh, none of them got TV yeah. shows. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like the Chew, Chew was going to be like a Showtime show. Them. Yeah. And yeah, it just kind of fizzled and out. What was the other one? King, uh, Thief of Thieves and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Invincible. And like, I think they, they announced an Invincible cartoon, right? That, that has never come out. Never happened. It was yeah. going to be a Skybound yeah, like animation Amazon, thing. Yeah, weird. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's good. That's a good timing, you know. You you got to strike while the iron's hot, you know. You hold you got to you got to know when to flip that stuff. You hold on too long and you end up with uh, <laughs> a stack of uncanny X-Men 300s with that hologram cover. Yeah. John Romita Jr. doing his thing on the <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Worthless. No, it's, just, it's just buy everything, put it in put it in a box and then come back 5 years later and see what people want. That's basically what I did. And uh it, it worked out. So that was it's basically what every yeah, comic shop was doing too. That's a problem. Like <laughs> that might have been, that, <laughs> there's, Brian, there's too many options. <coughs> the good news is you're rich now and you put your kids through college with those. And uh, so you're a winner. I yeah. Mean, I used to tell my mama I was going to buy her a log I, cabin I, when she retired. Oh, wow. On, based on my comics. You're going to send her to a log cabin? <laughs> That's what she wanted. Weird. She wanted like a nice log like, cabin on a lake somewhere. Out in the woods? Mm-hmm. You can still do it with your podcast money, you know? I mean, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do everything with our podcast it's, money. It's a, I mean, it's like, a, this is our only job. Money's money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we bought this right. room that we live in, and we live here very comfortably. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, good to talk to you, man. We will talk to you again very soon. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hang up on him. He no, up. he was having some connectivity, <laughs> yeah, issue. Going Con- connectivity issues there. How was the call quality? Bad. All right. There you go. There yeah, you go, Google. kept dropping him. Yeah, it was really weird. Garbled and unclear. Get out of here. All right, phone line's open. Here we go. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? Hey, guys, it's Frank from New York. Frankie. What's up, Frank? How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, you know, I'm doing it. I'm all right. I'm doing it, all right? Jeez. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I called because I'm now obligated to call because you used my question. That's how it goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you make your comic money? Like, tell us about how you made your riches. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with the one I go. Hold on. Okay, those are forks and spoons. Okay, sorry. I'm talking my <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So I'm gonna start with the book that I thought was gonna be worth something, and was it is probably worth absolutely nothing, and I still have it. It's black plastic bag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we all know Death of Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on eBay right yeah, now, and it's, and it's worth like. 10 bucks or something, maybe, if I'm lucky. Uh, the last time I looked it up, it was right around that 12, 15 bucks, but that was right some years ago. Superman 75. Yeah, and I'm sure it's probably, And I'm Adventures sure it's of Superman flat. 500. Both bagged, yeah. both sealed. eBay, yeah. right now. And, and best offer. What do you think it is? If they've got a price or best offer. Uh, what do you think their price is? $4.99. It's higher than that. Oh, probably. $9.99? 15 bucks, right on the money. There you go. So wow. Yeah. Well, or be- only wow. if they get it. Only if Yeah, or best offer. That's, yeah, that's not even yeah. Here's yeah. a 75 yeah. black bag. Oh, it's open for four bucks. You know, what can you do? Yeah. I mean, I will, I will I will say the one thing I have that I didn't that was actually bought it, sort of bought it for a friend because he wanted it, because he was a fan. And he never, he 
he was from he was from Ireland and he uh he actually never he never paid me for it. So it was the Todd McFarlane signed Spider Man. Sure. Oh yeah. Whatever whatever issue that was. I mean I I I don't know. I don't I don't even know what that's worth. That that's probably has yeah, maybe a hundred bucks on that one. I don't even know. I don't oh. know because Todd McFarlane signed so much. Well, are we talking about Spider Man number one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man number one. Man, back in the day, I don't know. Todd McFarlane, that dude signed like a crazy person. Well, you used to be able to, I mean, you still can now. Like back then, that's when they started selling comics signed with like. Yeah, right. He was one of the first ones I remember like, oh, yeah, it comes with certificate of authenticity and everything. And like. Spider-Man I mean, I mean, number one. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't I don't even know. It's like it's in a bag. I got it. I put it in a Mylar bag and I intended to give it to him. And yeah, he went back home and I haven't, I've never seen him since. There's a lot you know, of these. Like I talk to him occasionally for email, but there's know. a lot of these that people yeah. are asking I mean, a lot of I money have. for, but they are not selling. So <laughs> it's hard to know. Oh yeah. My, my entire, I would say, I would say my biggest disappointment is my entire comic book collection. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, it's just I got three thousand comic books. I mean, literally, I have comic books starting. I started collecting in the early seventies, mostly Hulk. In the eighties, I started picking up a lot of X Men. I mean, I might have a couple X Men issues that are worth something because I have X Men issues from. I, I have I have like uh, the X Men issues from like the early eighties into, um, you know, in, into like two up to like ninety ninety five, like right right when. Right Right when Liefeld took over, I stopped collecting hit comics because of because of him. <laughs> there you go. Listen, I'm not shy about saying it. I stopped collecting because because of him. Because he's like he was. It was so bad. I was like, I can't even look at this stuff, man. It's terrible. Um, but basically, that's I collected comics up until that point, and then I started collecting again uh, when what was it? Uh, I think Marvels came out, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then like yeah. I'm back in the comic shop again, like a junkie. Yeah. Man, I like you know, I never but, really collected speculator wise. That wasn't my thing. Like I bought some covers and shit like that, sure. Oh, me Because they were yeah. neat or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I was never like, oh man, this one, this this is gonna be the guy. Like I just wanted to have that crap. That's sure. all it was. I didn't yeah. care what it was the, worth. The only book I bought that I thought was gonna be worth something was uh the only book I bought that I thought would be worth something was Dark Knight. With Dark Knight that Dark Knight series. And I bought two copies of both. And I immediately put one in a Mylar bag and the other one I read. Which Dark Knight so series? What are you I talking have, about? I have, I have those and those, sorry, uh, the original, the original, the first one that Miller did. Oh, Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Gotcha. I thought we were talking about like yeah, Legends of the yeah, Dark yeah, Knight or yeah. something. I was like, oh so it, boy. I, <laughs> <laughs> that one had a lot, that one had a lot of varying yeah, no, colors. The Legends of the Dark Knight number one. Oh yeah. That yeah. a bunch. But they were all just like solid color. Yeah. Like terrible. Yeah, it was really yeah. weird and like like a textured thing. No, no, cover, it was just a regular it? comic, and I think it was like a, the the bat silhouette. I want to say, but then just like a different colored background, and that was it. It was like totally like no line art. It was nothing. Yeah, I think you're right. I can't remember. No. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, Dark Knight yeah, Returns. I, I, I probably remember them, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Dark Knight Returns. That's still. Fetches a little bit, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It, I mean, I think maybe like 200 bucks, you know, but I've got all four <laughs> issues in Mylar and it, you know, if, look, if, if I, if I, if I knew that I would get like a thousand bucks for each one, I'd sell them all right now. 
you know, <laughs> sure. You know? But like a couple hundred bucks, I'm like, nah, I'll hold on to them for longer. I'll wait. I'll actually wait till my kids are starting to look at colleges and I'll go, yeah, let me see how much these are worth. You know, right. But I've got, I've got, like I said, I've got like 3000 comic books sitting in box, long boxes upstairs in my house. And I'm just, you know, they're just sitting there and yeah. everything. Most of the stuff is from the eighties. Um, most of the stuff is, cause like I say, I stopped collecting just around two, 2000, like, like 90, whatever it was, 95 or something. Right. I stopped collecting cause I just, I was like, this, it was getting to be very expensive. It was getting to be like the stories were just starting to repeat themselves. And so I was like, ah, I, I think I'll stop. So there's, but, there's this, you know, like I said, <clears throat> pardon me. There's this line from heat, the movie De Niro and, you know, Pacino, yeah. where Pacino and De Niro are having dinner and it always stuck with me as a collector. And, and De Niro's like, yeah, man, you know, there's just, there's nothing in your life that you can have there. Nothing you can worry about when you feel that heat around the corner, you just got to get up and you got to go, you got to leave right there. Can't anything yeah. in your life. And I remember watching that and just thinking like, <clears throat> I don't have a comic book collection that's worth shit. It's not worth anything. I mean, like I got a yeah. bunch of stuff, right? But I could not upend my life and just leave it tomorrow. I couldn't. I couldn't walk oh, yeah. away from it. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it's so dumb. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like I'm Matt, like, the mob's coming to kill you. I'd be like, well, I'm dead because I don't know what to do with all these comics. I mean, there's like, there's <laughs> nothing I can do. I'm trapped. Hey, by you know shit. what? I did do it. I did do it. And it's very liberating. Yeah. No, I, it's, I mean, there's stuff I, I will mine. never get rid of, but I am going to get rid of a bunch of I had crap, a friend of mine, so he sold care. every one of his comic books, everything. He joined the army back out of high school. He came, he came off deployment, sold all of his comics. He said he spent 10 years buying back all of his old comics that he sold, you know, like buying, rebuying all the issues. It's mm -hmm. like he walked away from it, sold it, and then he just amassed it again. So, so some people like they're that's at, what addicts know, do they're junkies I mean, man yeah you fall yeah. off you know like you can be clean for a really long time and then all of a sudden you know your poison of choice starts calling and boom you're right back where you were so i mean that's just how it goes baby you know <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's sad but that's what it is so but, but now i you know what yeah but you know what comics i'm interested in getting is like some of the old 70s marvel stuff that I, was i love that you know stuff. any of the cosmic stuff i'm interested in the, yeah the, the the, the magic stuff I'm interested in. I love the artwork. I love it's that's the stuff I would collect, and it's not really worth anything. But I just love the aesthetic of that. Those books. Well, there's also those like, are like my key like, issues of those books yeah. that are really fun to hunt down and find, and they're affordable too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, right. You can still spend two, three, four, five hundred bucks on a comic if you want, but that's affordable. I'm not yeah. talking about like, well, I would love to drop two point two million on that, you know, for Superman, but like that that's not even realistic. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's stuff you can still no. hunt down that is a lot of fun though. But honestly, would you want to own that first appearance of Superman? Would you want to own the first appearance of Batman? I'd be afraid I'd be afraid of it getting Getting destroyed. I'd be afraid of the house going burning up. I'd be afraid of someone trying to steal it. Yeah, it just. Yeah. I would never want to own something like that. I mean, that's the sort of thing where it's like I keep it in a bank vault, right? At a bank. I mean, you know, I would. <laughs> I, if I own, right. I would love to own one, and I would have it on loan someplace, like uh, a comic museum or something. Mm -hmm. And it would say on yeah. loan from Matt Bomb. Fuck you, you know, under or whatever. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. He's better than Why you, not? or he's better than you <laughs> are, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, you right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Frank, we got to take some more calls from some people here, but it's good to talk to you, bro. All right, guys, yeah. I got to go watch my kid. All right, thanks for the question, Frank. It's a good one. Sorry to take it easy. What is this thing Joe Rinkley's talking about with the year of the villain? Uh, anyone else annoyed by... Hell arisen. What is that about? Oh, we'll get to it. It's the phone. Thank you for calling DHN cover to cover. Caller, who this? JD got a catch. Good morning, JD. Hello, sir. How are you today? Doing well, doing well. That's good. That's real good, buddy. What do you want to ramp about? Uh, well, let's see, in honor of Wolverine number one coming out this last week and Joe turning me on to the new Hulu version of High Fidelity, I'm going to ask you guys, what is your top five all-time Desert Island Wolverine comics? Oh, geez. Top five. Okay, no problem. I can do that. Uh, number one, Larry Hama's Wolverine number one. I remember buying that book as a kid. Uh, that run, man, that Larry Hama run on that first Wolverine series, like just reading those as a kid, I felt like I was reading adult stuff that maybe a kid shouldn't be reading. And I probably shouldn't let my parents see this <laughs> shit, you know? And like, I even got down on patch and everything. I was like, I hate it when Batman dresses up as matches Malone. I think it's the dumbest shit in the world, but for some reason, Wolverine puts a patch mm -hmm. on and I'm like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is. Yeah, Five foot yeah. guy with crazy hair and claws coming out. There, <laughs> no uh, way they're going to know it. There's <laughs> a, there's a scene in a more modern comic and I don't know uh, what comic it is. I saw it online. Uh, where Jessica Drew, back when she was like a a, a detective spy kind of thing, uh, is talking to Wolverine and she says, "Yeah, dude, we were all just humoring you. Did you think we didn't know who you were just because you but because you covered <laughs> right. one eye? Oh, he also right. wore like pantyhose over his eyes, if you recall, didn't he? He had like a mesh mask yeah. over his eyes. I want to say patch, not yeah, patch, yeah, yeah. Not, but in Wolverine the, number with, one. With oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah the, no." That's not the patch outfit. With the short, that's with the short blue gloves. And yeah, yeah. That's the right. well, that's what he's wearing on the cover. That was just number. like his like Madripoor by night, you know, outfit or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I loved yeah. it. Stupid. I loved it. Like at that point, Wolverine had been in the same costume for a really long time, and I don't know if they were trying to make. Oh yeah, yeah. If they were trying to make like action figures or some shit, but like all of a sudden we saw Wolverine in all these different getups, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely loved it. And man, yeah, that would be my number one. Number two, uh, Uncanny X-Men, number 234, the one where Wolverine is like fighting a brood infection. I remember reading that as a kid. Oh, yeah. Mark Silvestri drew the cover and it's got yeah. Wolverine with like the brood mouth. Yeah, yeah. I just remember picking that up on the shelf and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, because it's like you're a little kid. You don't know. <clears throat> like, Mary killing him. That's it. He's infected with the brood. It's one thing that is that his body can't fight off. Well, it turns out it can but you know, whatever. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that issue. Oh my God. I love that issue. Woo. Uh, what was the one where Magneto pulled the adamantium out of him? X-Men 25. Yes. Oh. That was easily in my top five. As stupid as it is. Was it Adam Cooper yeah. or Andy Cooper drawn that? Andy. Andy Cooper. But then Adam drew Wolverine 75, which right. was the immediate aftermath where Which, they're trying to like also keep him in from there dying. also in there i loved it because they were just like for we've seen wolverine messed with and hit by trains and all this crap you know but like this was like one thing where they're just like oh yeah his body might heal but he's never coming back from this he's ruined wolverine is ruined like and yeah. they were all just like there's nothing we can do he's ruined and i'm like oh my god they ruined wolverine yeah, I, they totally ruined it and, <laughs> and i honestly feel like that was a really missed opportunity because 
there was a period of time there where he was sans adamantium that I thought was really interesting and cool when he had the bone claws, but before he started devolving. Right. Yeah. Like I remember that fight with cyber when uh, cyber stomps on his claws. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that cover that Wolverine cover where he's, it's sort of an homage to uh, the Frank Miller Wolverine number one. Yeah. Uh, but the wood, yeah. the, the bone claws are broken. Yeah. I remember that cover. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> and then they grew back all like all like ragged and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, they're all like broken and weird. The, yeah. Do you believe that he keeps popping his claws because <coughs> it keeps the openings up, keeps the the openings in his hands open like pierced ears? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, I would also say, I, and I can't pick one because it's a limited series, but that Chris Claremont Wolverine. Uh, miniseries Frank Miller drew it with mm-hmm. the oh, oh yeah 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 holy crap I'll yeah never, I mean you I'll never story arcs it doesn't have to be individual comics and just individual issues I was just thinking your best Wolverine stories I will never part with that that was like the first time I remember really seeing that image of Wolverine just full of arrows like just pinata yeah. you know like just oh, yeah. covered in arrows and like it, it's like a black image that Frank Miller kind of drew. And his eyes are bright white and there's just like arrows sticking out of him and he's flying out a window yeah. and there's all these ninjas just like follow, like being pushed out the window by him. I'm like, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, I remember that the other cover from that, the other cover from that miniseries that I thought was so weird. I thought it was so weird seeing Wolverine with a crossbow. Yeah. 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 He's like smoking a cigar <laughs> and he's got the crossbow. Oh, dude. He's using a weapon. Loved it. Loved <laughs> he it. He is a weapon. <laughs> well, sure. But I mean, you know, <laughs> come on. Yeah. That first mini. Oh, I remember buying those and like, I'll never part with that. Mini yeah. Series. I think, I, I don't I think, think all I have of those are on my list. The only, the only two Wolverine story arcs that I think would differ from yours is that I have, uh, astonishing with Whedon and Cassidy. Cause Fair I think enough. that's just a really good Wolverine story. And I think he writes him really well in a team setting and then the Jason Aaron uh Wolverine and the X-Men that first story arc. Yeah. That was really fun. Kitty Pride and Wolverine. The Headmaster Wolverine. It's Kitty, an excellent miniseries. It's, I really like Kitty Pride and Wolverine, but it is pretty cheesy. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't yeah. I don't recall it being cheesy at all. It's it like a direct cheesy. sequel to the Wolverine miniseries. It was, but it was it was kind of it got pretty cheesy. <laughs> like I'm not saying I hate I it. I love it. The, what are you talking about? Was, yeah, the fight with Kitty and Ogun. That was pretty badass. Yeah, that, that was cool. Cheesy. That was, I remember being legitimately like on the seat of my, you know, on the edge of my seat <coughs> watching that. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that class. It's got that classic ending where they, um, they charge at each other with the swords and they slice yeah. at each other. Oh, and yeah. then Wolverine's inner monologue. is like something like Ogun's cut was just skin deep. Mine wasn't. And then Ogun <laughs> drops dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's kick ass. Kitty Pride and Wolverine rocks. It was good. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, what yeah. am I thinking of? I honestly couldn't really identify <laughs> four other Wolverine stories where I'm like, yes. Oh, man. Wolverine for a life. I could do it all day. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do I do admit to enjoying that early, uh, that early mid-90s period where he... Uh, uh, got the adamantium knocked out of him. He was so great. Uh, and so that's about when mm-hmm. I started following the book monthly. Um, yeah. And then issue 100. <laughs> Apocalypse's well, son which, turns which him into a dog. Yep. That had the, 
<laughs> Which one had the yellow cardstock cover that looked like the the Weapon X file with the three uh, flashes? That's in it? Wolverine number fifty. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, 50. it was a die cut. Yeah, okay, cover. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I that story arc with the Shiva robots and all that. I loved that. The first Wolverine comic I ever owned was a random issue in the middle of the run, like thirty something, thirty nine maybe. Uh, with bizarre Larry Stroman art. And it was about Wolverine being haunted oh, wow. by some sort of like demon baby or a ghost baby. I don't remember exactly. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I was like 10, eight, eight or 10. I was young. I mean, they did a lot of supernatural stuff in that. Yeah. Book, yeah. It's it, he was on a cruise ship. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was, was fucking ship? bizarre. And I'm like, this is Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Man. He was on a boat. I'm, no memory of this. I will say that uh, Wolverine is one of the few characters that suffered greatly at the hands of the Ultimate Universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the think, things are there that any like Ultimate Wolverine stories that <clears throat> were really awesome. They're like, nope. no, there aren't any <laughs> Ultimate X Men stories that were really awesome. Period. They, they're just what? oh, I don't know about that. I mean, mm. I, I love the Gambit. I love the Gambit mini. Yeah, I mean, there were the Gambit one shot. There yeah. were plenty of fine Ultimate X Men stories, yeah. but not. I mean, it didn't hit as good as. Don't. Yeah, I mean, there was like hit and miss. I mean, like little one one offs and stuff. But oh, Wolverine thirty nine <laughs> yeah, was know. an Inferno tie in. And it wasn't 39. I'm, I was wrong oh, about the yeah. number. But. Wolverine has always been known for his dual size, but this time we see his good intentions maybe used against him. He was like, mm-hmm. or like Storm was trying to stop him from killing this little girl, LCD, the awesome android assassin who was actually, it was like a little girl, but that was like a robot. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. That was so cool. Oh, yeah. They're making was, a comeback. Like an entire thing with like LCD and Albert. Albert, yeah. They're making a comeback in I Wolverine coming soon. It's in previews this month. What is? I Wolverine 2020. It's <laughs> no, no, no. I know that. I know that. But crossover. what's making a comeback? Albert. Oh, Albert. <laughs> Albert and, and LCD, I assume. Oh, cool. Uh, so the issue I was talking about is Wolverine number 44. And he's okay. he's haunted by visions of a baby, <coughs> a, a, a baby begging, uh, begging to be saved. And I believe it ultimately is a pregnant woman that he's saving. And there's this like ancient cursed demon. He's got to fight. It was a whole thing. Sure. Uh, I, it, sure. Yeah. Well, and wow. I just randomly yeah. had that like for, uh, like some relative brought it over and was like, here you go. I brought you a comic book. Oh, and I think 40 was the first appearance of robot <laughs> Wolverine. We find LCD yeah, is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is. All right. Yeah, no. So <laughs> I Wolverine is Albert. Is that right? Yeah. No shit. Yep. All right. That's great. Oh is God. it though? Is no. It, is it great? Um, I've been reading the 2020 stuff and it's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly fun. Whatever. It, it's I, fine. I don't buy the like machine man's like all of a sudden we're like, I'll fucking murder all these well, babies. What do you think of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, Aaron, I get it. You're trying to make a point, but Come on, man. <laughs> you know, there's certain things your character is not going to come back from and threaten to blow up like the infant wing yeah, of the like hospital. A, like a yeah. pediatrics. Yeah, the, like uh, the kids I the, and the NICU or whatever. <laughs> you know, like you're not coming back from that, man. Sorry. <laughs> JD, yeah. that was fun. I decided it'd be fun to throw out a throw out a top five list because, Joe, you're right that that high fidelity series on, on Hulu is excellent it's super good it's really uh, not good i watched it yet yeah it, i loved it it's shocking how close to the original they stayed 
Yeah, I, I was very surprised by like some lines of dialogue and some scenes are just like straight up right out of the movie yeah. and, they, and yeah. they make it work. Yep. Fair enough. I'll have to check it out. I've not seen that yet. I've been watching um, Hunters. Yeah, Hunters. Which I heard starts really good, and then something happens in the last episode that made everybody really mad. Uh, Hunters gets progressively more cartoonish, uh, and it oh, kind of really? leaves a bad taste in your mouth where you're like, okay, well, yes, the Nazis were bad. You don't need to invent, like, super villain torture methods. We already know they were bad. Oh, it goes, like, straight like, to Saw? Or like, like, it, like, it makes it, it almost, like, diminishes it, like... You're you've made it oh, too wow. silly. Oh, uh, so it goes straight to saw level shit. Kind of. Okay. I mean, yeah, kind of. JD, I'm going to open the phone lines up just because it's been a little bit here, but it's good to talk to you, man. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. All See right, you, buddy. buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed Hunters. It does go off the rails a bit at the end. And the then, first couple episodes. I love it. And then the very final scene, uh, it's comical. Yeah, you're just like, oh, f- let me like okay. even that scene where they're playing like chess and stuff was getting a little ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it gets way worse. Than oh, that. really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I'm surprised Pacino's like, yeah, it's good, man. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha. Uh, the phone line is open and I would love to hear from you guys. We were talking about uh, the death of Dan DiDio at DC this week. <laughs> For a second there, my brain did not adjust properly <laughs> to what you were talking about. I'm like, what? Well, I've been reading about, well, actually, let's talk about what uh, Rankley was talking about here. Is there oh, like yeah. some conspiracy theory about this? Uh, Well, this is the first I've heard of this particular theory, but he says, anyone else annoyed by every DC comic this week having an ad for You're the Villain, Hell Arisen number three, when DC pretty much went out of their way to make sure every copy went directly from local comic shops to eBay. Uh, what is hell arisen? Is that with the the disease and all that, or uh, yes, the infected, or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like hope to God. I pray to God it's the, the conclusion of all this bullshit. But uh, yeah, it's sort of like the wrap up of Year of the Villain, where it's Luther versus the Batman who laughs, right? And Luther's built his own army of the villains he's powered up, like Captain Cold and all that. And the Batman has the infected. And he keeps he keeps enslaving heroes. And I swear to God, Hella Risen. I really like how you do it that voice. Hella Risen, Hella Risen. I'm the Batman who So Hella Risen number three has some of the worst art I've ever seen in a comic book. Uh, it's half drawn by Steve Epting. Okay. Fine. Who's really good. Yeah, yeah. Steve Epting's a legend. Yes, yep. The other half is drawn by a Javier... Rodriguez also good not this not the guy you're thinking of a different guy <laughs> uh and it's so loose and scratchy there is a panel uh where it's kind of like a um overhead shot uh, down at their meeting room and it's all the infected heroes and they all look like they have terrible scruffy beards well they're infected joe yeah that's how you know they're infected because yeah. they all have terrible beards yes so, you know what? Yeah, I, I mean, come on. It's awful. <laughs> it was just awful. Um, so, but yeah, the uh, the thing about Hellerism number three is that it is technically speaking, I guess, the first appearance of Punchline, who is Joker's new. Wait a minute. Aren't what they saying that Punchline first appeared in that Harley and uh, the it's, Birds of Prey thing that's, that happened? That's Rich Johnston trying to generate oh. clicks. There's a there's a who silhouetted cares? figure that speaks to the Joker in one panel. It it is probably punchline. It could have literally been anyone. You know what I don't care about? 
Punchline. Punchline. Right. Don't uh, care about it. It's selling for uh, tremendous amounts on eBay for a comic that's brand new, f- upwards of 40 bucks plus. Damn. Buy it now. Uh, Aaron Myers. Buy five. <laughs> Aaron Myers ended up with several copies, uh, one <laughs> of which had um, misprinted pages. Like the something was wrong with the inks. They were just like all black. It's worth even more. Just for fun, just to see what kind of response he'd get, he put it on eBay, buy it now, $1,000 or best offer, and somebody immediately bought it for 700 bucks. That is, you know what? Good. Yeah, I mean. Good. It's. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're too dumb, America. It's a pretty. Too contra- dumb. It's a pretty controversial situation. Uh, Brian Hibbs, the very famous retailer from San Francisco, wrote a whole thing about, um, oh, he's he's enacted a policy. He said, you assholes did not care about this comic. Right. Nobody bought Hellarism one and two. No. So if you came in, if you come in trying to buy Hellarism number three, you have to buy one and two with it. Good. Because I'm, I'm fostering readers, not speculators. Yeah. And it's pretty divisive online. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, absolutely. And some people are like, it's more complicated than that. Like it is more complicated than that, but if you don't like it, go to another fucking store. It's his sure, store. It's San Francisco. There's nine stores. Yeah. Um, Boo-hoo. But yeah, yeah. It, or burn his store down. Let him know that you don't agree. It's you know? pretty ridiculous. Like be a terrorist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to talk over you. So I'm sorry to incite terror stuff. on the internet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is pretty annoying for people that just want to read the dang comic. Well, and here's the thing. Year from now, you think it's gonna be worth forty bucks? Yeah, exactly. Think so? Exactly. Buy as many as you can now, just in case. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? This is Joe Brinkley. Hi, Joe. We were just talking about you. Joey, welcome aboard, brother. What's up? I'm usually on graves, so I get home and I'm laying in bed right now. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't call. Are you a vampire? Be honest. Anyways. You can tell us. This um, this is a safe space. I'm turning into one now with graves. Right. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't know how far behind I am, but I was watching you guys talk about you're the villain. Yes, we're just wrapping. And about I that. think the thing for me, what's annoying for me is that, like, I mean, I don't really care about you're the villain. I just kind of wanted to read it to see punchline and such. Sure. And I don't know. It seems like they could add more copies. They could tell. Re- well, ahead of you're breaking up on me a little bit, buddy. Yeah, I was just kind of calling to talk about what I've been reading. Oh. Am I dying? You broke up a little bit there. You were saying you you thought they could add more I copies, mean, which they can. Right. They they can always print more copies. You know, and but the thing of it is, the speculator dicks are going to be like, "Well, it's not first printing, so who cares?" You know, unless it's a like, sure, yeah, crazy yeah, limited third printing with this cover. Right. You know, but and, that'll happen years later. And in some cases, second <clears throat> printings do right. end up g- gaining a little bit of traction right. uh, for super hot comics, but uh, like. Yeah, it's not, it's not only that. Like DC knew what they were doing. They were like, "Of course, this is the new Harley Quinn, guys. Get on board, early adopt, uh, and copies, of course, immediately sold out." And then, it, not only is it super hard to find, but they're also playing like bait and switch with variant covers for future issues, where Batman number ninety four, right. yeah, uh, was going to have a punchline variant cover. Ninety four, yeah, uh, and they. After orders had already been placed, they were like, heads up, now it's the cover to number 92. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, But fuck theoretically, you. you can change your orders in that case, because Diamond changed the info, right? Uh, 
you should yeah, be able to change your order. So uh, in in some cases, you, things can be adjusted before final order cutoff right. if if it hasn't already passed. Uh, in other cases, things that arrive differently than solicited become returnable. Um, but even so, like people have ordered that com- have ordered a specific comic, right. Expecting one thing, and now they're not getting it. Adam Wednesday says in the chat, mm, "If you right. only want it for the story, it shouldn't matter what print it is." And I agree. I I'm agree just speaking well. from speculator dickhead point of view. That's this. Yeah, is I mean, what they're they not going to want it as bad. This is their job. Right. But they will be punished for that. Go spend forty bucks on it, please. Go for it. Do it. I wonder how that guy that spent seven hundred bucks on Aaron's copy feels. Well, he's probably some eccentric billionaire. Who cares? You know, like didn't so. he sell? I thought I saw that he did that three times. He sold. He sold three copies. Yeah, I don't think they all had the misprint like the first one did. Oh, um, okay, I was wondering where he got those from. <laughs> yeah, it was just they. They all came right. off the rack that way. And um, I don't blame anybody that sells it for that right. much. I don't. I mean, if you sure. if, if you're a comic shop that wants to take them all off the shelf and mark them at forty bucks each, you feel free. But you're gonna die with that too, right? And that was another yeah. argument we had online. Uh, uh, with Aaron and some other guys, uh, and um, some comic creator, I forget who. Um, like retailers immediately marking the books up is kind of like a bad faith thing to do. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, and, and it's the or, quickest uh, way to push the, people to reading digital. The argument was, <laughs> you know, uh, a retailer took my copy out of my pull file. And sold it for forty bucks. Yeah, that's that's the worst. Yeah, yeah. And our boss to, pulled that shit one time. You need to go to a different shop. Yeah, our boss pulled that shit one time on a friend of ours, and he still talks about it fifteen years later. Yeah, uh, it was the it was the yeah, I'd be out of there. He was it was the uh, Civil War tie-in issue of Dan Slott's She-Hulk. And how much is that worth now, though? Well, I, mean, I, like, I know, but a, that's a million-dollar sure. comic book now, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Dean took it out of Dave DeMarco's pull file and sold it, probably for a markup. And Dave has never let it go. <laughs> but yeah, retailers that retailers that, that behave like that, that yeah, that's 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 not good customer. You service. live and die with it, though. That's fine. Feel free. I'm not going to judge you. Go ahead. I mean, I'll judge you. But like, you're an asshole. Sure, whatever. But at the same time, like if somebody like Aaron Myers wants to put up and someone wants to pay that kind of money. Yeah, they're the idiot. Right, they are and, the moron, and, not Aaron. And, like, and Aaron was like, "This is this is a joke. This is never going to happen. Right. I just want to see what people say sure. about it." And it immediately sold for hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Joe, did you get your copy? I did not get a copy of Year of the Villain. I got Batman eighty nine because it was on my pool. Okay, but oh, I wasn't even really trying to get Year of the Villain because I don't know. I don't want to put up with the whole hassle of trying different shops and calling ahead of time and. Yeah, like yeah. I said, like honestly, you're the villain. All that stuff, I'm kind of over. So yeah, I don't know. Well, and also, like, look, yeah. it's the first appearance of Punchline or whatever. Who cares? It's not a good story. Right. It's not a good story. Well, Hell or Isn't yeah, is not a good story. But no, we, and this we is don't a, know if that character is going to be worth a crap because she right. said like three words in in four shadowy appearances. Right. Um, she answered the phone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I think that it's going to be a flash in the pan. Of course. Uh, some years ago, uh, there was that villains month at DC where they put out four times as many comics as yeah. usual. Uh, so they would do like 0.1, point 0.2, point three, point four, uh, and each one would feature a different uh-huh. villain. There was one issue that featured the Joker's daughter. Mm-hmm. 
And that stupid comic featuring that stupid character became such a hot ticket item. How hot is the Joker's daughter now? Again, she's for had like how many movies? Five minutes. And like, I've like been like how many huge storyline appearances, you know? Yeah. Here's it. And it ties back into what I was about to start saying about Dan DiDio, who lost his job. Yeah. CEO, you know, or we'll just call him the CEO of DC. Co-publisher. Co-publisher of DC. Yeah. Is shit like this going to continue or what do you think that this shit not only like the dumb appearances and the i'm talking the dumb storylines the flash in the pan bullshit how many of these year of the villain uh batman who laughs bullshit hell arisen there is a million of these events that he had his name on that no one cared about and literally they just kept piling them on in the last 10 years. Yeah. Piling them on. Does this end now? Are we done with that? Uh, well, Is- we all know that DC Comics will close forever after 5G. Because. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either Van Sky Yeah. Because so. they replaced our characters with women and black people. And right. Yeah. Like, exactly. oh, nah, nah. Fuck this. I'm going yeah. back to Marvel where there's no women and no black people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Joe, go ahead and drop off, clear up the phone lines. I just want to call and say hi. Good talking to you, man. Yeah, give us a call more often, Joey. Good to talk to you. All right, take care. You too, bud. I am legit curious, though. One of the things I was reading, I was reading the comics beat. They had like a round table where they just all talked about how do we feel. That was a good article. Yeah, it was really good. They're like, what do you think his hits and his misses were? And one of the writers just started going off on events. Yeah. And listed like literally no less than 20 events that I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot about that. I lot. forgot about that. I forgot about that. All failed initiatives, like garbage events made to put garbage <laughs> on the shelves of your local comic shop. Make your retailers order this garbage that will mean nothing. There were things, there nothing. Were, they, I was reminded of, of storylines that happened during the new 52 that I had blocked out of my, oh my, my memory, like God. forever evil. Terrible. Yep. Yeah. What? Uh, L on Earth that yeah. Superman crossover. H apostrophe L. God, and um, like, and honestly, it all. I really do think, and the the writer said this. I I just agree with him, but I really do think it all culminated with this heroes in crisis shit. This big ham fisted dumb event, where which is just another shot for Dan Dio to go. Fuck you, Wally West. You know, like, why? Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? What's up, guys? It's Tim. Good hey, morning, Tim. Tim. How are you today? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good. Real good. We were just talking about shitty DC events that we think Dan DiDio was firmly behind. What do you want to rap about, though? <laughs> wait, wait. You're talking about DC events with crazy and bullshit yeah oh yeah <laughs> i know right okay. it's wild right which one's how many which one's how many you talked about uh we were just talking about how we were just going uh, down the more list in general about how bullshit. he did he did event after event after event like it was his his go-to move to try to get the readers jazzed up and right. it just ended up being like us just an endless pile an endless parade of nonsense it was just more uh, it was just them trying to just grab market you know like space just comic shelf space that's it just filling it with garbage absolute garbage and yeah. i think you're the villain is a perfect example of that i think heroes in crisis is a perfect example of that and i hope we're done with this i hope now that dan didio is gone i hope we're done with this breaking news sorry to interrupt 
Hasbro's mask movie hires bad boys for a life writer. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. It's <laughs> great. Um, so, so Marvel and DC, they've been doing events pretty much nonstop since 86 or so. Yeah. Uh, D- right? After crisis on infinite earths, DC yeah. had one big annual event. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Marvel followed suit. going to stop? No, like, I'm not saying oh, it's yeah, going to stop. Event 40, comics will never go away. 35 <laughs> years? No, I don't think event comics are going to stop. I think the way that they are oh, being done and marketed and pushed out is going to change. And I think Marvel's honestly been smarter about it. I think Marvel's been a lot smarter about it. Like, this Agents of Atlas shit that they have going on right now, it's not selling well, and nobody really cares about it. But so it's not an event either. They gently sort of took all those characters and put them in this Atlantis Attacks thing that oh. they can relaunch as a number one and tell a story there. It's not being listed as like this major company-wide event with this appearance of this character that's going to spin off into a story that has nothing to do with this whatsoever, you know? They're just giving, there is this gentle event book going on with those characters for the people who want to read it, and that's fine. That's fine. But they're also not marketing it the way that DC markets Year of the Villain and shit like that. But Marvel does the same shit. I'm not saying they don't. I'm not just saying because they they're not doing it with Atlanta's attacks. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying that's an example. Yes, there will always be stuff there like is, that. There, yeah. uh, another. So I haven't. I haven't done an event in years, and I don't ever plan to because they don't mean anything. Um, so why do we spend so much time talking about them if we're all like they're all bullshit? They're all stupid. Like because sometimes they're fun. They're not all bullshit. Yeah. Like, because they're not all bullshit. I, I, I still I still get excited at the idea of a company wide crossover sure. because I like seeing my favorite characters interact. Yeah, uh, like War of the Realms came out last year. War of the Realms is it fantastic. Was, yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. Um, but you know, for every War of the Realms, there's a an original sin or sure. Yeah. yeah uh, the last big Thor event was fear itself with all the magic fucking hammers or whatever. The, yeah. uh, that was terrible. Um, and that was Matt fraction and yeah. it was awful. Um, but yeah, it's just, they are real hit and miss, but there's some part of my, there's some part of my little geeky kid brain. That's get, that's tickled whenever I see a big room full of superheroes. Well, when it's done well, it's great. Yeah. When it's done poorly, it's terrible. Just like anything else. I mean, yeah, sure. It's true. They just, they are the big blockbuster thing that happens every year. Just like we get, you know, in the summer movies and shit. And they're either fucking awesome or they're super fucking Sometimes weak. you're an Armageddon and sometimes you're a deep impact. Yeah. Sometimes you're a fast eight and sometimes you're fast and furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. You know, like, Hobbs and Shaw was excellent. Nah, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Nah, it was weak. You shut up. It was weak and a waste of time and nothing ultimately <laughs> happened. Like we had just had five of the super guy and we said a bunch of insulting stuff to each other, but we're buddies, but we hate each other. The end. <laughs> You've just described every yeah. fast and the furious movie. Mm. No, uh, Fast and Furious uh, is about family. Dude. Another uh, quick aside: I'm I'm glancing at art from the X Men panel at C2E2 that happened yesterday, and there is a page from the upcoming giant size X Men Nightcrawler one shot drawn by Alan Davis, and Alan Davis's rendition of I Boy is really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> it's too realistic. It's it's too stick realistic. To, stick to tarot, Alan. That's where you belong. Uh, all right, sorry about that, Tim. <laughs> This is, this is your show. Tim. Back to you. This is your call, Sorry, buddy. Back to you. Well, real quick, I took a, a year and a half off. Yeah, yeah. So, I took a year and a half off, but I just read eighteen issues of Daredevil by by Chip. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And there wasn't any event tie-in at all. No. Um, and it was fantastic. Just a really good interpersonal um, Daredevil story. The best. Yeah, probably probably the best connection with Daredevil and his Catholic faith that I've ever read. It was great. Including Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was great. And I, they I needed to because we've cool gotten to, so far away. Like Daredevil got so spun out with all, all of a sudden he was the mayor and he's a deputy mayor and this is going on like crazy shit. <laughs> you know, like we needed to boil the character back down to just Daredevil. <laughs> you know? Right. I, I think it's a, a, a I think Daredevil, Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil is probably my favorite ongoing at Marvel at the moment. And that includes all of like the X yeah. books that I love. And I don't think I can go that far, but I did really, I do really like it. I enjoyed it. Uh, and he's, he's putting the costume back on in a couple months. Uh, they announced that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Marco yep. cheese Cheetos coming back. Um, so real quick. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to find little things like that within, you know, cause I, I just can't give up on, you know, big two as much as I want to. I still like pay attention to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at Jimmy Olsen. Yes. As like a, a series I might jump in and catch up on. Um, it's it's I, wonderful. Another, I it's heartily, wonderful. heartily recommend it. All yeah. of the crap. Yeah, it's it's completely separate. What's, a, what's another series? Hmm. I've really enjoyed uh, Robert Venditti's Hawkman. It's completely standalone. It is. Well, it's up in year in the villain now, but. Well. I mean, yeah, it's touching the, the, on some stuff. The first year of Robert Venditti's Hawkman, drawn by Brian Hitch, is it's wonderful. Really, really it's quite excellent. Standalone. It returns the character exactly to where that okay. character needs to be. It boy, it, again, it very much like the, the Daredevil run. They were like, there was so much Hawkman bullshit that we had cleaned up and then reintroduced. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't yeah. need to do that. <laughs> you know? um, I think uh, another great book at DC uh, is uh, Wonder Twins. By Mark Russell. That's a real fun uh, one. Uh, it's it's it, okay. it, it it reflects continuity, but it's a kind of a continuity adjacent where you don't need to worry about anything that's happening in DC. Uh, you know, they're at the Hall of Justice. Gleek is there. It's fun. Yeah, it's just um, great. It's just great. And like Mark Russell is one of the smartest writers going right now, and it's this really excellent like yeah. satirical superhero story. I love it. Definitely. Um, if you want a team book that cool. no one is reading, that everybody should be. The Terrifics is still a wonderful book that no terrific, one's reading. But it's a kind it's, of a con- it's so it's so great. The Terrifics is really good, and uh, no one's reading it. Jeff Jeff Lemire wrote it at mm-hmm. first. Now Gene Gene Luen Yang writes it. Like yeah. it's, it had some pretty great writers behind God, it. God, it's great. And I just I love Metamorpho, man. I love that character. I love Metamorpho too. It's not getting enough play. Uh, cool. Uh, a well, couple thank of, you guys. One uh, other uh, one other player. recommendation oh, for you, Tim. Uh, something that's just that's coming out next week. I've read an advanced copy of the first issue. It's Strange Adventures by Tom King. Uh, it's a murder mystery starring oh, Adam yeah. Strange. Uh, the old sci-fi like. And that's I think I'll, I've checked out you know Mr. Miracle Vision though, so I'll probably grab that. Yeah, I read number one. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's great. It's really fantastic. Yeah, yeah. really cool. good stuff. Uh, Thor, the latest Thor as well, um, at Marvel. God, it's Thor? so good. The latest okay. Thor series. I think we're on issue three. You can jump in. You can go find it. It's uh, Donnie Cates is writing it. It is leaning into full on cosmic Thor wackiness. And it 
rules. It's, it's so good. It's pretty, it's pretty heavy metal. Yeah. Oh my God. I love uh, it. It's like the exact opposite of what Jason Aaron was doing more or less. Yeah. So but yes, good. there's some great, there's some great stuff on the, uh, from the big two, Tim, that's like, you don't have to worry about continuity. Yeah. Very similar uh, oh, to yeah. Daredevil in that way. Just dig in and go. But yeah. Okay. Um, last thing, Carl Smith and I do a, a book club. Yep. Joe, you're on there. I don't know if Matt, I don't know if you're on there, but I can't read. Um, shoot us a message. If you want to join, we do books, comics. Um, we just finished Jurassic Park. Um, before that, we did Watchmen. Um, I'm about to start a read of all 300 issues of Cerebus on there. Oh boy. That'll take um, you a couple minutes. So if people so. want to. Yeah, I've just. I expect by the end of the month I'll be done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh uh, yeah, it's a great. Um, it's I gotta a, get to my. You know. It's a great. Uh, it's a great get group. Five hundred comics this year. There you go. There you go. Well, that that'll, that'll help. That'll <laughs> knock a chunk, chunk yeah. out of there. Yeah, uh, I think that's at least half. So. I can't do the math, but that's got to be at least half. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a great club. Lots of fun discussions. Uh, the first book we did was Salem's Lot. I love that book. Which was pretty good. I love I ended up really liking book. it in the yeah. end. Tim, we're uh, gonna let you go, but good to talk to you, man. You See you, Tim. Uh, the group is called Digital Book Club, sponsored by Lake Lord Publishing and Omaha Bound. Neat. That's a, a, a mouthful. You can search for that. Um, but yeah, totally great. Worth joining. <clears throat> uh, so checking in with the chat here, Adam Wednesday says, I saw that there was a guy who sold all of his uh, stand copies, I, I assume of Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen, at marked up prices, but then he donated all of the money to a children's hospital. So well, yeah, sure. I'm into that. Good for you. You're still dummies at bottom, but whatever. Uh, Brett Merriman, speaking of his own collecting experiences as a kid, I'd buy my comics off the spinner rack at 7-Eleven. Recently looked at what I bought and I found an Iron Man 170, which is the first appearance of Rhodey as Iron Man. Nice. Uh, and Uncanny X-Men 171, the first appearance of Rogue as an X-Man. Uh, pleasant surprise. There you go. If you don't follow the spinner rack on Twitter, you should as well. By the way, they just post the like, spinner rack is good. It the, came out this week. Yeah, they're like, here's what it was, 1982 mm, or something. Yeah. And then you see a bunch of like old comic pros going like, bought that one, that one, missed that one, bought that one. Right. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who it is? Hey, it's Omac. Oh, pfft. Or oh, McWilliams. Mac. How'd you get this phone number? God damn it. Yeah. Uh, here we go, folks. The, you know, the, <laughs> the internet. I understand. Uh, deep web and dark net. Uh, the, uh, yeah, Tor, right? That's where you found it. <laughs> what do you, you want to rap What's about? Up, dudes? What do you want to rap about, you pervert? Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a, it's, it was a crazy week in comics, guys. It really was. Where are you? Jesus, what's going on? You're jumping out of a helicopter? Uh, well, I was trying to go somewhere. I'm trying, no, I was trying to go. I, I, I was seeing some President Trump news conferences. Oh, neat. And I was like, hey, standing in front of a helicopter while talking on the phone is not a bad idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the way to go. Because no, I was trying to go leave, somewhere quieter, but then it was windier. All right, uh, here we are. Yeah, now I'm somewhere quieter. Okay. You're good now. You're good. You're good. So what are we rapping about today, Aura? Let's talk about this week in comics. Oh, uh, well, well. so uh, uh, me and Joe Patrick uh, had, had, a, had, a, had a little back and forth about uh, 799 comics that I just wanted to take to the air. Sure. Oh, yeah. Wolverine number one was 799. It was. It was also 72 pages. Yeah. Yeah. I Which mean... Was, 
It's a big which book. Was, which was fucking ridiculous. That's right. <laughs> Look, if you were to buy three comics. Oh, man. If you were to buy three comics off the rack, it would have cost you nine bucks. Yeah. Twelve bucks. I mean, like, I, I can't argue yeah, with I, it when you put that many pages in there and it's all story. When it's when it's like yeah. editor's notes and director cut stuff, like screw you. I know what you're doing now. Okay, you yeah, script yeah. pages. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you want to give me an option to buy that version, sure. I'm a dummy if I do, but whatever. But I don't have a problem if you're going to put mm-hmm. 76 pages of story. I'm okay with 7.99. Or is it's it's a hill so, or is willing so to is, die on. So, <laughs> <laughs> hang on hang on you guys were in comics retailing too though sure, right sure. you know trying to talk a customer into an eight dollar comic now i mean look that comes down to the, the how many the retailer wants to order how much interest there is in it i mean like yeah i get it i totally get it and it's part of the game but it is the new wolverine number one right it's i get two solid how do, stories but how, but, how, but but how do you order that shit i mean how do you even start you know like, well, how do you yeah order, that's true how do you order anything give me a break i mean, I mean so you gotta I, be careful i think at obviously. this point you know <laughs> i think at yeah. this point retailers have grown accustomed to the rising prices sure but i i mean i do agree it's a tough marvel marvel's bullshit it's a tough ask <laughs> yeah yeah uh uh i th- i guess for me uh, it's worse for me when Marvel says, yeah, 40 pages of story or no, they don't say 40 pages of story. They 40 say 40 pages. pages and it's like eight extra story pages and then they yeah. tack on an extra buck right. or two. If you're going to say it, yeah, it's seven ninety nine, but it's also triple the size all content. I'm fine with that. I can I I can get there. Right. I can justify it. When they do the like 80 page giant at DC for $10 and it's a bunch of filler bullshit. I mean, like one story that is whatever you need. And then like some two story stuff and like a, oh. a poem that someone wrote and then like some sketches and like, <laughs> screw you. That's not 80 pages. No. <laughs> I mean, Wonder Woman 750 me, was Wonder Woman 750 was ten dollars. It was nine ninety nine. Came yeah, out in it January. was eighty pages or ninety six. Yeah, no, pages. no, that's that's a that's a bullshit of a whole different stripe. But it was also <laughs> like, that was also the highest selling comic book of January. That was number in one in terms of money or in terms of yeah. units. No, in terms of units and money, it was number one on the top five hundred ordered list. Interesting. So people are buying it. Well, that 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 was. Hang on, no, hang on, hang on. Retailers are buying it. Yeah, retailers are buying it. You you have. You, what it, it just because Hello? it was the highest just because it was the highest uh selling comic that's not c- copies to fans that's copies to of retailers. course of course but retailers yeah. ordered it a yeah $10 that's, that's book. the that's the disclaimer with those numbers sure now now hang on a second though like uh there were there were other trickery behind that particular book i mean it's you know got 10 variant covers with you know, friggin', you know, people who hardly ever do variant covers. Sure. Uh, you had, uh, <laughs> you know, you had the, uh, the rumor out that like, this was the start of DC's new, you know, the five reboot, thing, yeah. you know, yeah. happening out there. So I think it's, so the, it's a you know, there, it wasn't just that, you know, people are willing to knuckle down 10 bucks mm. for it. I mean, that was that was goosing at the speculators, I think. Yeah, they marketed it for sure. Maybe it was. It was still the number one selling comic book of the the highest ordered comic book of the month. It still was. Yeah, that's. And I find it yeah. hard to believe that it that's was all a, just based on speculation is, and bullshit. I, I yeah. find that kind of hard to believe. 
I'm not saying it didn't happen. I think it would be curious to find out how many retailers are still sitting on stacks of Wonder Woman 750. Sure. Sure. Because that's always the Uh, case. I have I have eight of them where I'm working right now. How many did you guys order? Just out of curiosity. (laughs) Do you know how many you ordered? Uh, 18. So they sold half. Yeah, Yeah, 18. I started at 18. I have eight left. Yeah, it's more. I mean, that's not it's more than 50 percent, I guess. I don't know. That's not great. I, that's not good sell through not I mean, for comic book retail. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I still I mean, I don't know. In, in a month, in, in almost a month, half of your inventory. That's pretty rough. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, like, ideally, you'd like to have two yeah. issues to put in your back as you've been or maybe or whatever. But like, look, I, I'm just saying then we it's hard to argue with the numbers. It's hard to know what actually sold, but it's hard to also argue with that numbers. If retailers uh, were that well, mad. Based on the anecdotal data, I would say about 50% of them sold. <laughs> but if retailers <laughs> are that, if retailers well, are that angry well, I about, I don't know how, how 100%, 100% is, of but, people right. pulled. Reported. <laughs> I'm just saying that <laughs> if retailers were that angry about these higher prices, it wouldn't have been the number one ordered comic book. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, also, there's uh, there's final order cutoff adjustments to sure. be taken into account. And again, that Wonder Woman book, packed full of story. It was all original creators, original artists, telling stories. And they were, it was all there. And we reviewed Look, it. We really liked it. We can it. all agree comics are too expensive. Sure. Comics are too expensive. And everyone's argument is like, go back to newsprint. Well, here's the trick. Oh. Newsprint is now very expensive because right. nobody uses it. And it's not going to be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, It won't be cheaper. So yeah, that's, comics are never going to be cheap again. I, well, well there, there's that tiny company, that Alterna Press, that oh. somehow, like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they put out $1.99. They're just not paying comics. creators. But right. like, <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't we'll hear stories about them for... years from now. We're like, oh yeah, it was so and, cool. And Nobody by the way, paid. people aren't people aren't <laughs> buying those either. So no, no. So I mean, they're it's it's a story as old as time, or a, <laughs> you know, like this is just yes. <laughs> the only way to uh, oh, the only way to I didn't think we were going to get defeated is... about this one thing. I yeah, thought no. I thought we would get to talk about. Uh, you know, a number of other things too. But. <laughs> the only way to win the game is not to play, uh, baby. Yeah. I mean, do you just start a podcast, review stuff and don't buy it anymore. That's, That's the only <laughs> way to win. <laughs> That's the only way to win. You feel like you're giving back when you're stealing all that shit from the internet. Oh. You know? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Aura, it is lovely to talk to you. Baby. Hey, you fellas are fucking great. You too, buddy. Hey, love wa- you. You watch yeah. your fucking mouth. I'll be, we uh, love I'll you. be up in town in a couple of weeks. We should do breakfast. Let's do it. Yeah, it's a holler. Sure. Most definitely. All right. All right. Yep. Later. Talk to you Bye, later. buddy. No, we had no reports from C2E2, by the way, where everybody went to get the coronavirus this year. Hey, right. <laughs> uh, Patrick in the chat says, it's time, Joe. Remember years ago when I asked you to kill me if the day ever came that I liked a Wolverine book? I'd ask you to make it quick, but I don't deserve it. Ben Percy's a good writer, man. Uh, Patrick, very famously in our uh, friend circle, hates Wolverine. Hates him. It's just silly. He's mad at something else. Uh, He's mad at something uh, else. I mean, maybe it's a dad thing. I yeah, don't know. Could I don't be, know. I don't you know. Darren <laughs> uh, Neely is correct. Paper is not the driver of comic cost. That oh, yeah. Absolutely correct. <clears throat> All right, let's introduce our new question of the week. Come on. We have, voice, we have voicemails. This is not how we do the show. Do we have voicemails? I didn't even see any. Yeah, we have we have MP3s, at least. We have a voicemail. Let's see here. We have a voice. Oh, we have an MP3 from Jimmy. We have a voicemail from Patrick, who had an appointment and wasn't able to call live. Oh. 
Here, let's do Jimmy real quick here. G'day nerds, g'day Joe, g'day Matt. This is Jimmy Randall sending in my MP3 with my answer to question of the week. So there was one comic book that I did buy with the hopes that it would increase in value. Uh, This was in August 1993. I was just an innocent little Jimmy. I was 12 years old. I was just getting into comic books. I saw on the shelf X-Force 25 with that sweet hologram of Cable. um, Yeah, baby. Home is the warrior. Behold now the exodus. That cover, it hit me like a sack of fireworks. It was bright. It was colourful. It was like yelling at me. It was a collector's edition, so I thought, I'm going to make me some money. It right on the cover. Um, So I bought it. You know what it's worth today, guys? Five bucks. Now, I'm not 12 anymore. I'm like 37. I could really use that five bucks today. (laughs) You know, Buying comics with the hope of investing in them, speculating on, you know, the price going up, price going down. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Like, let's get real, guys. The economy is collapsing. The Dow is at an all-time low. There's global global warming. We've we got to listen to Greta Thunbergs. We've got to listen to her. The, the Loch Ness Monster has released uh, rising acidity levels. Jesus is coming back. He's, he's maybe going to be on a solar flare that's going to send us back to the Stone Age. We're going to have a solar Wait. Jesus Stone Age. What? He's going to ride that wave. There's a fucking meteor on the way. Peak oil, coronavirus, H1N1. We're all fucked, I tells you. Everyone that's left is just going to be wandering around. They're going to be wearing empty sacks of flour or those barrels with straps on them and they're going to be bumping into each other. I've been and saying lice that and shit hanging out of our butts. Ugh, gross. And gross shit and piss and guts and death and all the mutants. I'm probably going to end up using that cable hologram on the cover of X-Force 25 to confuse or distract a gigantic mutated rat who's just come and eaten the rest of my tribe. I'm... I'm just worried about the future, guys. I get so anxious. Uh, I love you guys. Jimmy out. Sweat it, Jimmy. You just need some more holographic uh, covers and you will feel better, brother. I'm telling you. Jimmy posted uh, a, a statement on the fan page today saying, FYI, my MP3 this week is stupid and silly. I'm very sorry, but I was up late. Deal with it. Fair enough. Uh, that was excellent. Excellent. X Force 25 is where he yeah. was going with that. <laughs> it's a great one. I still have mine. Never going to leave it. It's I a love cool it. cover. I love that. Book. A young Greg Capullo. All right. Hey, resident Aquaman Superfan Patrick. Uh, so I have uh, an appointment today. He really hates calling and, in. Uh, I might not be able to make the show. And since you guys wouldn't move it for me, I'm going to call in again. Oh, boo hoo. I'm not real happy about it. <laughs> Uh, so the question uh, about conflict, this is a tough question because what does it mean? You know, like I, I was, you know, picking up comics, you know, in, up to the early 2000s. There's stuff that I got like when I got my Amazing Spidey 1 and, and Tales of Spence 39. But I, I don't know if that's like, obviously those have gone up in value a bit since, the, you know, since then. So is that, I mean, I mean that's that not speculation. Time now, but it wasn't like, oh, I think his Iron Man character is really going to take off, you know, back in early 2000s. Obviously, he was already a thing. Um, around that time, I, this is when I got uh, New Mutants 98, I guess before Deadpool was, was really a thing. Yep. Um, but most of the stuff is just like, I read a lot of stuff and I hear later like, oh, this is, a, this is, this is people want this thing, you know, uh, Winter Sol- when Winter Soldier showed up. Like, well, yeah, I was reading Captain America at the time, so I guess I got that. Uh, 
those J. Scott Campbell Spider-Man covers took off. Like, oh, well, I was reading Spider-Man, so I guess I got that. Like, they weren't really speculator things. They never do the speculator thing. Um, I've never been a fan of, of that sort of thing, so I don't know if I really have that. Uh, you know, I, I picked up Saga 1 off the shelf because it looked good, and I read it. And then, oh, hey, all of a sudden, Saga's a thing. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I don't know if this is meant to be like a speculator or whatever, but I, just, I don't do that. That's ugh, it's too much too much at this point really what i'm i'm banking on is uh my 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 limited series of uh death's head oh yeah death's head two and death's head three yeah man oh <laughs> yeah waiting for uh marvel to to utilize that property in a movie <clears throat> and uh waiting for all those uh those to really take off in value yes all right, and that is the end of our Patrick. Um, that was I, the that was the death set reference with. The I'm yes. with Patrick. I I was never a speculator guy either. It just wasn't. I never. I wasn't either. I uh, bought stuff because I wanted it in my collection. I was. I I like to say that I was never a comic collector. I was a comic accumulator. Uh, I just. I mean, I, collect, I liked comics. I definitely collected, but it wasn't because I'm like these are gonna be worth. Yeah, money. yeah, yeah. I no, it was nothing them. like that. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I want. I I wanted that full run of Larry Hama's Wolverine. I you know I wanted that full run of X Force at the time and shit. Yeah, like yeah. I just I wanted them and I'll never get rid of them. Uh, I I do remember though, like I actually did spend what I considered a, a lot of money on a single comic. Uh, it was seven dollars. In, you know, 1988 or nine or whatever year it was, uh, it was at Page Turner's used books, which is now Page Turner's lounge uh, here in Omaha. And they had a, an enormous comic room. Enormous. It felt enormous anyway. It was it no, was it was no bigger than enormous. this room. It was not enormous, um, but it was all four walls lined with long boxes mm-hmm. on tables and on the floor. It was wonderful. And they had this weird like sliding scale pricing system where it was like, if the cover price says 75 cents, you only pay 50 cents. Right. Um, and then they did have some stuff that was bagged and priced. Um, but yeah, flash number one, which was the first, uh, in the ongoing series with Wally as the flash, uh, by, uh, Mike Barron or no. Yeah. Mike Barron, Mike Barron and, uh, Butch Geis, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, was You're the creative right. team. And, um, yeah, I was thrilled. I was thrilled to find it. I was like, oh, yeah. And that was like maybe the closest thing I came to speculating, I guess. I mean, I've spent money on comics, but not in the sense like I spent a good amount of money on my first appearance of Swamp Thing because I love the Swamp yeah. Thing so much. But that's not speculation. Yeah, I didn't buy it because know? I was going to resell it. Somewhere. Right. I had not because I, I was waiting for Swamp Thing four. You know, that movie, that's going to be the one that doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was in a I was in a very I, I was in a very similar I had a very similar relationship with comics as Patrick did, where it's like, I bought it cause I wanted it. Like yeah. I bought walking dead number one. Cause it looked cool. Yeah. I bought it. invisible number one. Cause it was awesome. Right. I mean, I sold mine years later for like 500 bucks. Yeah. yeah I gave like, mine away for free. Yeah, like a sucker, I, but it wasn't like ooh. <laughs> regardless. Uh, yeah. New like question it. of the week. Fun. Let's get into it. New question. This was a great question. Thank you, Frank. Our new question was submitted by new guy via the THN forums with all the orange tinted uncertainty in the world. Sometimes you need to find stability in the things you can control. I'm lucky enough to work close to my local comic shop. So on Wednesdays over lunch, I walk over, pick up my new comics and head straight for a nearby coffee shop. I order the same cinnamon roll and coffee and read through lunchtime. It's a nice little ritual 
that gives me something to look forward to every week. It also helps take my mind off the fact that there is a non-zero chance that we will all be vaporized by the hubris of a global madman. Uh, oh, pardon me, multiple global madmen. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have any comic or other nerdy rituals? No. <laughs> I think it's a great question. I, I used to. <laughs> Some I people do, do, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd love to hear from you. Sure, let's do it. We'll do it next week. We'll do it right here from 11 to 12 Central Standard Time, live on the Ziggurat. Thank you for chatting with us. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for leaving your messages. 402-81-4894 is the number to do that. Try that one more time. 402-819-4894. There you go. That? You left one of the nines out. Oh, did I? Sorry. <laughs> or the call now button works too, or you send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. We don't have a show without you guys. Thank you again for playing along. But for now, it's a two-headed nerd. Signing off. <laughs>